0: Welcome to One Cause Church. We hope you enjoy this inspirational message. Acts chapter one and verse eight, have you found it? It says, but you shall receive power. Who's this ye? That's you, amen. Come on, say that's me. But you shall receive power. Now, wait a minute. Wait a minute. We gotta start off right today. When I'm speaking, we're going to pretend that I'm speaking to you so when I say something good that means you can say amen okay I mean just just play like that I'm really talking to you and I need you to respond okay uh, it'll help us both it really will I'll preach better and I'll get done quicker can I have a good amen, amen. I thought I might get an amen out of that All right but you shall receive power. (laughs) Now you're alive, all right. After that the Holy Ghost has come upon you and you shall be witnesses unto me both in Jerusalem and in Judea and in Samaria and unto the uttermost part of the earth. This is gonna be our foundational scripture for this entire series. We're talking about being empowered. Christianity has a power behind it. Its power is a person. That person is the Holy Spirit. The power of the Spirit is behind the force and the faith called Christianity. We are not a civic organization. We are not those who live our lives based on public opinion. Now that which sometimes that is called a church does uh, live by public opinion. This is one of the churches that does not live by public opinion. There are others here. I mean, there are other churches. I'm not going to act like this is the only church where you can get saved, nor where the only place where you can experience the Holy Spirit. That's just not true. But we have to act like we're the only ones here with this commission or we won't do it at all. We'll leave it to somebody else to get it done. We have to act like that when Jesus wrote the book or when the apostles wrote the book that they were actually writing to us and so it's our responsibility you understand this? but here's the wonderful thing God does not issue us orders impossible orders going to all the world and preach the gospel to every creature I mean I don't know how you look at that and I don't care who you are as Larry the cable guy says that's impossible I'm gonna come up with every theologian to quote I possibly can including Larry the cable guy It doesn't matter who you are. That's an impossible task, except, except that there is this power behind it. The power working under the surface to make sure that it happens. And when the Holy Spirit is working in your life, that which was once impossible just became possible. Hallelujah. Can I have a good amen? That which was once impossible just became possible possible because with God all things are possible today I want to show you though that the Holy Spirit is not is not only working in our lives in the New Testament did you know that the Holy Spirit was in on creation? The Spirit of God moved upon the face of the waters. I mean, you get it in the first two verses of, of the book of Genesis. The Spirit of God moved upon the face of the waters, and, the, and, and, and God said, let there be light. I mean, the Holy Spirit was involved in creation. He helped create everything. But, but there are wonderful symbols all through the scriptures of the Holy Spirit himself and of the Lord Jesus Christ and of the Father. They're all through the scriptures. Today I want to take you to one of the most profound uh, stories in the Bible concerning the Holy Spirit and His work in the earth. Would you take your Bible and turn with me to Genesis chapter 24. Genesis chapter 24 and today's message, we're starting this series of messages on empowered or empowerment. We're, We're starting it with this message which we will go we're going to mean the whole series is called empowered right but this message is going to be called the camels are coming the camels are coming Genesis chapter 24 and let's begin reading with verse 63 Genesis 24 and 63 says and Isaac went out to meditate in the field in the evening and he lifted up his eyes and saw and behold the camels coming the camels were coming father I thank you today for the advent of your word and when your word came everything began to change and I'm asking now today for the spirit of wisdom and revelation and the knowledge of Christ to be upon your people as we receive this word believing it will be planted in good soil and it will bring forth good fruit this we ask in Jesus name amen and amen the camels are coming he looked up and saw camels coming well where had these camels been that they were coming and that they were familiar the camels were coming he saw the camels coming like he knew something about these camels well these were Isaac's camels These were Abraham's uh, camels. Abraham and Isaac and this servant were going to call him Eliezer. This story doesn't say it was Eliezer, but I'm convinced it was. He was the chief steward of the house. This was a big job. It's not somebody they're going to leave for some other smaller servant. If he's going to send somebody to do a big job like this, which Abraham sent him out. I'm just going to tell you the story, saving a bit of time rather than read the entire text. But you can read it yourself at a later time. Abraham calls his servant, we'll call him Eliezer. says, "Eliezer, I want you to go find a bride for my son, Isaac. Now, I want you to see the typology of this. Here is the father sending his agent to get a bride for his son. Now, when you say it like that, it makes a little more sense for the New Testament life, doesn't it? See, the father had a reason for sending the Holy Spirit to you was so that He could prepare you on that great bridal wedding day when Jesus comes to receive us as His. I love this. I love the power of this thought that God gave His Spirit for us to be prepared. There's, There's such bad theology in the world. There's such bad theology in the church sometimes. Oh, you know, the Lord brings these persecutions so he can purify the church. That is just not in the Bible. That is not in the Bible that he brings persecutions and troubles and tribulations to purify the church. Are you kidding? Those things, the Bible says those things come for the word's sake to try to destroy you and try to steal the word from you. That's what Jesus taught about trouble, tribulation, and persecutions. They come for the word's sake. They come because they're trying to tear you up, trying to destroy you. I don't know if you've ever been persecuted. I have, but I didn't feel like it was a blessing at all. The only blessing I got out of it was because I had to fight the fight of faith to get my faith up. And I, that made me stronger. But the, th- the, the thing, it didn't make me stronger. The thing didn't, make, didn't help me at all. Because if I had not used my faith, it would have killed me. Are you listening to me? Why can we just not believe? <laughs> that the reason the Holy Spirit came was to purify us. The Holy Spirit, I mean by the way, He's called Holy Spirit. (laughs) Is this too deep? He's called Holy Spirit. I wonder what the connotation is, that when He gets in your life, maybe holiness is coming to you too. I mean, was just my Oklahoma reasoning, but I think that's what it means, that when the Holy Spirit comes, it comes to make you holy. He didn't come to persecute you. I mean, he didn't call him the dazzling spirit to make you dazzling. He didn't call him the the wow, wow, wow spirit to make you wow, wow, wow. Now, he could. I mean, he could do those things. He could make you dazzling and he could make you wow, wow, wow. But he came to make you holy. That's why he gave you a holy spirit. He didn't come so that you'd start jumping through a bunch of hoops and try to be holy. That's That's like filthy rags to him but having his spirit where his holiness is resident on the inside of you. That's why after you got saved, no matter how much you sinned, you just couldn't enjoy it like you used to. Well, I got seven or eight people who had that experience. No, 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 no. You know what I'm talking about. After you got saved, when you did things wrong, you went, huh, why? Why did it bother you so much? Huh? because you're not the same person and you don't have the same spirit. you got a Holy Spirit in there that gets offended about that stuff. Are you hearing me? They didn't warn you. I know they didn't warn you. They didn't tell you that when you get the Holy Spirit working in your life, you're going to be miserable when when you're around those kind of things. You're not going to enjoy them. You you might do them. I mean, he's not going to keep you from doing it if you want to do it. But he's going to keep you from really enjoying it. Not going to keep you from getting re addicted, but you're not going to have the joy in it like you once had because Holy Spirit, that's his whole point, is to make you holy. You got to believe it though. See, here's the problem. Here's the problem. So, so many of us, we just don't believe this. We just don't believe this. And so your faith goes wherever you, with whatever you believe, even if the Holy Spirit's indwelling you. Your faith's going to go, I mean, your life is going to go with the direction you truly believe. Your life will go in the direction of that which you truly believe. That's why we keep preaching the word, keep preaching faith to you, because we know that your life is going to go in the direction of that which you truly believe. Your life will go in the direction of that which you truly believe. And if you truly believe in a Holy Spirit, your life is going to go in the direction of holy. Can I have a good amen here? This ought to be good news to you. Here's a powerful story of the father sending his servant to prepare a bride and bring her to the son. I'm going to just go through this story, if I may, look at verse 10, Genesis 24, verse 10. It says, And the servant took ten camels of the camels of his master and departed, for all the goods of his master were in his hand and he arose and went to Mesopotamia unto the city of Nahor. The servant took ten camels, riding upon one, loaded down the other nine with gifts. Anybody ever heard anything like this before? About nine gifts? First Corinthians chapter 12, you want to put it up there? Verses 7 through 11, there it is, just as clear as anything. First Corinthians 12, 7 through 11 says, And he, what? but the manifestation of the spirit is given to every man to profit withal and here's what it says it let's go there for to one is given the spirit of the word uh, by the spirit the word of wisdom to another the word of knowledge by the same spirit to another faith by the same spirit to another the gifts of healing by the same spirit how many is that to another the working of miracles, to another prophecy, to another discerning of spirits, to another different kinds of tongues, and to another the interpretation of tongues. How many is that? Nine. Nine gifts of the Spirit. It was told us it was coming in this beautiful picture thousands of years before. When God takes the pains to make this kind of thing happen, He's trying to tell you something that when you see the the resolve of it or when you see the manifestation of it for, for a New Testament believer, He's saying, this is important. It's important to know that the Holy Spirit came to bring you gifts. Did you notice there too, it says everything that the master had, everything that Abraham had was at the servant's disposal. So everything the Father has is at the Holy Spirit's disposal. The primary gifts are those nine gifts listed. But there's all kinds of other things on those camels. I said there's all kinds of other things on those camels. You know why? Because it says things like the working of miracles. Did you all notice that's plural? Huh? Did you notice it's plural? The working of miracles gifts of healing that's plural that means there's all kinds of things that God wants to do that God wants to give you that he wants to bring into your life because he's given you the Holy Spirit proof of it is that you have the Holy Spirit not not that you've seen these miracles but that you have the Holy Spirit this is proof that these miracles are for you I love this I love that this picture was painted so long before those camels went across the fertile crescent to Mesopotamia. Servant took the ten camels. After Abraham had said to him, now I don't want you taking a wife from my son out of, the, out of the people of this land. You go back and you get her from where I came from. You go get her from my relatives and bring my son a wife. Along with this, I'm going to stop here just for a minute and give you this sidebar. I'm not real big on pushing the numbers of the Bible. But I will tell you, they do have significance oftentimes. Certain numbers do have significance, especially the number five and the number seven and the number three. When you see these, these numbers mean things. It's not an accident that God would say to Abraham, to, uh, to uh, sacrifice five sacrifices. He said, I want you to sacrifice a, he goat, a she goat, a heifer, a ram, a turtle dove, and a young pigeon in, in Genesis chapter 15. And he tells them specifically what they are, and there were five of them. I, why five? Why not six? Why, I mean, if five's good, then six is better, right? Right? No. It's not because in Genesis 15 there's really something wonderful is happening there. Abraham has just received his righteousness. And he believed God, the Bible says, in verse 6, and it was accounted unto him for righteousness. And the moment that happened, God said, now, I want you to sacrifice these five sacrifices. And that number five means grace. He believed and grace then manifested as the smoking flax and the burning candle moved the burning torch, moved throughout those pieces. He had made those sacrifices, laid the bloody body parts one one against another, and that presence of God moved in that flesh and blood which is God's way of saying I am going to appear my spirit is going to be my presence is going to be in flesh and blood and in that I'm going to make a covenant with you Abraham based on what you believe right here and we're gonna call this whole thing grace five everybody hold up five things Amen. grace the grace of God well now here's a different number were nine camels. There were ten camels total, but the Holy Spirit is represented by one of them. And he's laden, laden the other nine with gifts. Notice, what is, you know? Lots of numbers mean things. The, the number seven is the number of perfection or maturity. Number uh, one is the number of unity and really is one of the numbers that is often used for God. But three is also a number used for, for God. It has, it has, it has tri, triunal uh, authority in it. All the numbers mean something, but this number nine—I've just recently done a new study on it to to come to this. The number nine really, throughout Scripture, here's what, here's what I found: that not one time in the Bible, when the subject was judgment. How many times do you think the subject of judgment is in the new t- or is in the Bible? Huh? About a thousand. I mean, it's in there a bunch. Not one time, not thousands, an exaggeration, but a bunch of times, when the subject was judgment, and especially some final finality of judgment on a people, not one time any of the numbers associated in that passage, it was talking about judgment, not one time was any of them not a multiple or a dividend of nine. The number nine is associated with judgment especially final judgment now I know what some of you are thinking oh God I knew I came to church on a bad day he's talking about judgment I don't want to be no 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 this is a good this is good this is good 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 relax lean back relax hands back it's okay you're gonna love this the Bible says in the book of Romans that the gifts and callings of God without repentance meaning when he issues the gifts that's his final answer he made a judgment on it and he's not changing his mind whoo and how many were there that makes me want to run around the building I don't know what it makes you want to do but God made up his mind And made a final judgment when he sent the Holy Ghost. And he came with nine gifts to say, I fixed everything between you and me. And these gifts prove it. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. My final answer. Amen. Denotes final judgment. But God's final judgment on you, this side of heaven, is the gifts of the Spirit. Look back at Genesis 24, verse 11. And he made his camels to kneel down. Well, he finally arrives back in Mesopotamia, made his camels kneel down outside the city by a well, and at the time of the evening, the time when women go out to draw water. Verse 12, And he said, O Lord God of my master Abraham, I pray thee, send me good speed this day and show kindness unto my master Abraham. Behold, I stand here by the well of water, and the daughters of the men of the city come out to draw. Verse 14, And let it come to pass that the damsel to whom I shall say, Let down thy pitcher, I pray thee, that I may drink. And she shall say, Drink, and I will give thy camels drink also. Let the same be she that that you have appointed for your servant Isaac, and thereby shall I know that thou hast showed kindness unto my master. It's interesting to note how that... what the Holy Spirit has on his mind might be something different than what you have on your mind when I think about Eliezer's out there and what kind of prayer is he praying he and Isaac are praying completely different prayers about this girl I want you to know that he and Isaac are praying totally different prayers Eliezer's praying this prayer Oh God Give me a girl that knows how to work. And then when I get up there, she's gonna offer me a drink and she's gonna to offer to draw water for all nine of my camels. How many of you young men know that that's not the prayer Isaac was praying back at home? <laughs> what was he praying? Oh God, I don't care if she's in debt up to her eyeballs. I don't care if she's got two two brothers that are in the penitentiary. I don't care if she. I don't care. I don't care anything about it. I don't care if she sleeps till noon. Just make her beautiful. <laughs> I want a pretty wife. Oh God, that's what he's praying. <laughs> Come on, fellows, you know. Oh Jesus, help me. And that's what Isaac, the young guy, is praying. Eliezer was saying, God, I want a woman, a woman that knows how to work. Well, you know, when Isaac thinks of a woman that knows how to work, he thinks of one that milks a cow like this. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> this is the way he's supposed to milk a woman. Anyway. Isaac don't want something like that. But that's what, that's what the Holy Spirit's... Let me tell you something. God, was she beautiful? Did the, you read on the text, you find out she was beautiful. It is possible to be the kind of people, the kind of church, that we have beauty and a work ethic. Because I'm convinced that to the Holy Spirit, these two things are not opposing things. They're the same thing. God sees beauty in different ways, and when the Holy Spirit comes to empower you, that all by itself makes you beautiful. Can I have a good amen? amen. That all by itself makes you beautiful in the, th- in the realm of the Spirit if you're willing to work. Notice too that she was willing to take on his cause before she knew anything about his purpose for her. She took on his cause. Ladies and gentlemen, God's people, hear me, my family, I want you to hear me. If you will take on, God, the, the, the concerns that the Lord has through His church, if you will satisfy His concerns first, you I promise you, you might have come to church one day as a servant, feeling like a servant, but when you leave, you're going to be adorned like a princess. Glory be to God. She had no idea. That day those camels showed up, she had no idea that all those jewels were for her. All she knew was there were ten thirsty camels but she didn't know that he had a purpose for her glory be to God I know you've been coming to church a long time and you've been putting your tithe in a long time and you've been showing up on time uh, uh, for a long time and you've been faithful to to clean the building and to carry the stuff in and haul the stuff out you've been doing this for a long time but let me tell you something, you continue, you keep doing it you just keep putting God's priority first God's not going to forget who you are God's not going to forget your work of faith God's going to make sure that one day you're going to find yourself bejeweled. You're going to find yourself adorned like nobody you know. Praise God. Amen. Only, in a way that only God can do. Praise God. She didn't know. She didn't know all those jewels were for her. Ladies and gentlemen, you don't really know all that God has for you, but stay with it. Just stay with it. Can you imagine a little virgin girl? He didn't say that she wanted to water his donkey. She watered his camel. No, 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 no. 10 camels. Of all the animals in the world that are famous for being able to drink water, it's camels. I've ridden a horse most of my growing years. And when you ride a horse hard in the summertime, you finally get to water that horse can put the water away You kinda gotta be careful with them so that they don't drink too much cool water too fast and give them a tummy ache you know kinda gotta make them stop because they'll just just drink 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 but camels can lay horses in the shade for how much they can drink I don't know how big her bucket was but I want you to know it was not two trips to the well and back it might have been several trips per camel Anybody in the building ever drawn any water from a well? Let me see your hand. Yeah, Now is that man's work or not? I saw some women's hands go up, but that's man's work, drawing water from a well. Here's this little virgin girl, little daughter in Israel. Actually, she wasn't in Israel. She became the princess of Israel, the mother of Israel. Drawing water for 10 thirsty camels. And the Holy Spirit, huh, the Holy Spirit saw this as the mark of God on her life. Wow. Praise God. The church, ladies and gentlemen, is exactly what the Lord was looking for. The Holy Spirit thinks that you are just what Jesus wants and needs as a bride. Hmm. come on tell two people you look real good to Jesus come on tell somebody else you look real good to Jesus Woo. story goes on he talks to her a little while and says who's your daddy and who's your, who's your people and all that she says well let me take you to them so she takes him to the people to her, to her relatives her dad and, and others They get to her house and look at verse 34. And Eliezer said, I am Abraham's servant. Verse 35, And the Lord hath blessed my master greatly, and he has become great, and hath given him flocks and herds and silver and gold and man, men servants and maid servants and camels and donkeys. And Sarah, my, my master's wife, bare a son to my master when she was old, and unto him hath he given all that he hath. And my master made me swear, saying, Thou shalt not take a wife to my son of the daughters of the Canaanites in whose land I dwell, but you shall go into my father's house and to my kindred and take a wife unto my, unto my son. And I came this day unto the well and said, O Lord, God of my master Abraham, if now uh, thou do prosper my way, uh, which I go. And uh, he, so he, he tells, the, tells the rest of the story, how, how he had this conversation with Rebekah. And down in verse 50, Then Laban and Bethuel, that's her brother and her dad, answered and said, The thing proceeds from the Lord, we cannot speak unto thee, bad or good. Verse 51 says, Behold, Rebekah is with you. Take her and go and let her be thy master's son's wife as the Lord hath spoken. Praise God. All that the Holy Spirit is doing in your life today is to present you to Jesus. All that the Holy Spirit is doing in your life today is to present you to Jesus. I know it's not always comfortable, you know when it's uncomfortable yeah it gets uncomfortable he says he says i need you to tell your neighbor about jesus lord have you seen my neighbor he's big he's burly he shaves his head <laughs> <laughs> huh i need you to, i need you to pray for your school teacher Lord, they don't allow prayer in school. They can't stop it as long as they're given tests. People are going to pray. <laughs> as long as they're given tests, there'll be prayer in school. You just mark my word. I had a friend, brother in this church, tell me just the other day. He said, You know, I make out my check when it's offering time and he said I think I've got what it is and he said by the time pastor John or pastor Eric or pastor Brandon are through talking about it he said I have to go back in for more and I said is that because we talk longer because I mean we can talk real long about all that we can keep you digging <laughs> Huh? No, no, he, he tells you to do things that make you uncomfortable. You know, that's not the preacher doing that. That's the Holy Spirit doing that. But the things that he's working in you right now, it's not for his own pleasure. That's not to make you squirm. That's not to make you make you hurt. It's to prepare you to meet Jesus. Like it or not, we're all going to meet Jesus. We're all going to see him. And some will be prepared and some will not be prepared. Come on, I'm in a house full of people I believe are going to be prepared. Amen. The Holy Spirit is preparing us. I want you to skip down here to verse 53. And the servant brought forth jewels of silver and jewels of gold and raiment and gave them to Rebekah. He gave also to her brother and to her mother precious things. Woo! The Holy Spirit working in your life, the very first contact she has with this girl after after. or or she has with the Holy Spirit, I should say, after he reveals himself to her, the very first thing he does is starts trying to unload all that he has on her. The Holy Spirit is not holding back these gifts. All he wants to see from you is desire to have them. 1 Corinthians chapter 14 says desire spiritual gifts. He would never tell you to do that if it wouldn't work to make it happen let me tell you something about the gifts of the Spirit very little faith is needed for them to work I, I, I didn't write the book I'm just telling you there's so little that has to do with faith concerning the gifts of the Holy Spirit now faith is required for everything you all know I'm a faith teacher right you all know I'm a faith teacher right uh, I, I think if you're not a faith teacher you ought to just quit and go back to farming because you you're not teaching from the Bible if you don't I mean it's just but when it comes to the gifts of the Spirit, these He deals to men severally as He wills. This is where God chooses just to be God. But it's predicated on one thing: how much you desire it to happen, how much you hunger for it to happen, your desire for it. Well, I don't know how to show desire. I, I, what, what do you mean? Hey, you know how to show desire? One of the first thing a woman looks at when a man—ooh, this is good. One of the first thing, things a woman looks at when a man starts showing her interest is how little attention he's paying to other women. And she raised her eyebrows. Boy, you got that on my eyebrows. Them, them Cherokee Indian eyebrows went clear to the roof almost. Yeah. Yeah. First thing a first thing girl notices. Not so much that you're looking at her, but that you've stopped looking at others. I mean in that way. Hmm. You're showing your desire for... I wonder how this works. I wonder how this works in the spirit. You know how you show desire for spiritual things? Is you put down desire for natural things. I'm not saying you pay for it. I'm just saying you just show desire to the Holy Spirit by fasting. By fasting. Wow, well that went over like a lead balloon, didn't it? (laughs) (laughs) You show desire for spiritual things by putting down the desires of the flesh. Fasting, I'm no good at fasting. Yeah, you are. Turn the TV off and see if that doesn't register as fasting. You can fast the television, fast the newspaper, fast food. I don't mean McDonald's by fast food, I mean stop eating food. I do fast food all the time, Pastor John. The Bible even talks about a sexual fast. Don't throw anything. I'm just saying it says it. First Corinthians chapter 7. <laughs> uh, I know three or four guys in this church are going, that ain't happening right there. That ain't happening. But it could. It could if you wanted to show desire. For spiritual things. He's attracted by that. The Holy Spirit is attracted by that. He's attracted by that. Well, Pastor John, you sure are doing an awful lot of talk about the Holy Spirit. Aren't we supposed to just talk about Jesus and let the Holy Spirit work behind the scenes? No. No, 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 no. We talk about Jesus for sure but don't you ever forget we are supposed to talk about the things of the spirit read the book of Acts and when they talk about the things of the spirit and they they glorified the things of the Holy Spirit then the Holy Spirit talked to the people about Jesus John chapter 4 Jesus demonstrated this himself he was trying to talk to her about the spirit all the way through all that thing about drinking the water it was a, it was an analogy to get her to thinking about spiritual things and she just wouldn't do it so finally he gave her an example he says Go call your husband. She said, I have no husband. He said, You said that right. You've had five husbands, and the man you now have is not your husband. So she gets all religious. Rather than receive it, she gets all religious and said, Sir, I perceive that thou art the prophet. How perceptive is that? You just told you everything you ever did, and now you know he's a prophet. You've got this perception working. Yeah? No, 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 no. She wasn't perceptive. He just told her everything, gave her an example, and then she wanted to talk. Finally, finally, all of her barriers, they're just all out there. She's just trying to keep him from getting next to her somehow and just got all of her barriers up. And finally, Jesus said, listen, woman, God is a spirit. First time he uses the word in that entire conversation. God is a spirit, and they that worship him must worship him in spirit and in truth. For that's the kind of worshipers God's looking for. That's what He, When he says that to her, the very next thing she says is, I know Messiah is coming. She, he went to talking to her about the spirit. She started talking to him about him hearing this? You talk about the Spirit and His activities in your life, what you've seen the Holy Ghost do, and you just watch and see if people don't start seeking Jesus because of your testimony. That's the way it works. You shall receive power after that the Holy Ghost has come upon you, and then you'll be my witnesses. Thank you for listening, and we hope you enjoyed the message. For more information about One Cause Church, please visit us online at onecausechurch.com.